Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm your guest bailiff, David Reese. This week, trial by combat. Austin brings the case against his girlfriend, Laura. They enjoy playing video games together, but Laura has put the kibosh on their favorite fighter game. She says Austin is too good and has taken the fun out of playing together. Austin says he's just playing the best that he can and wants Laura to resume their friendly video game matches. Who's right? Who's wrong? Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and issues the obscure cultural reference. Those cute little Pac-Men with their special nicknames, that dinky signature tune, the dot-munching lemon that goes wacka 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 the machine has an air of childish whimsicality. Do I take risks in order to gobble up the fruit symbol in the middle of the screen? I do not, and neither should you. Like the fat and harmless saucer in Missile Command, the fruit symbol is there simply to tempt you into hubristic sorties. Pac-Man player, be not proud, nor too macho, and you will prosper on the dotted screen. Guest bailiff David Reese, swear them in. Austin and Laura, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God, or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling? I do. Thank you. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. Thank you very much, guest bailiff David Reese, Austin and Laura, you may be seated. Welcome back, David Reese. Uh, By the way, thank you for being here again. Now in week... Two or perhaps three, depending on airing of your new television show or your new old television show, Going Deep with David Reese, season two on Esquire Thank you TV. for having me. It's my pleasure. How, how, now that we're into the run of the shows and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the response has been incredible. How, <laughs> Over the moon. How are incredible. You, how, we, well, we presume it will be so because we're recording this before it premieres. But how, uh, how, how have you enjoyed it so far? Well, you know, I love a ticker tape parade. That I did not see coming. So the last two weeks for me, I've just been in a state of permanent ecstasy. That's great because uh, Uh, because you've got you've got people following you around all the time, throwing confetti at you. Exactly. Yeah, that would be a good one. How to throw confetti? Ooh. Well, they're actually not to give too much away, but there is a scene that does involve confetti this season. Um, Actually, in the episode that features you, Judge, how to take a nap. So explain just very quickly to our listeners. Uh, what is the premise of the show? Going Deep is a how-to show about the things you think you know how to do. So we take topics where you think there's nothing you could possibly learn, like how to take a nap or how to make toast, and then we go out and find scientists and experts and enthusiasts who can speak to these very particular mundane acts, and we try to celebrate the everyday. And in the How to Take a Nap episode, what was the name of the expert that you consulted? John Hodgman. Yes. In fact, we spoke in this very room, my very chambers. So if That's you're, right. If, if you're curious to know how, what my chambers look like and <laughs> what I look like when I'm sleeping, please, uh-huh. please stop the home invasion and just watch television. <laughs> Wednesday nights at 10 p.m., Going Deep with David Reese on the Esquire Network, which is a television channel on cable. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Judge. You're, you're welcome, of course. This is one of my favorite things in the world, and I'm really glad that you're here to fill in and guest bailiff today. Hi, Austin, and hi, Laura. I did tell you you could be seated. Did you sit down? Yes, we did, Your Honor. Great. So, 
Austin and Laura, for an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors, can either of you name, and I fear you might be able to, Austin, can either of you name the piece of arguably popular culture that I referenced as I entered the courtroom? Uh, Laura, you are the respondent in this case, so you get first choice as to whether you want to guess first or make Austin guess first. Um, I will let Austin guess first. All right, Austin, you get first guess. What is your guess as to the source of the quote that I quoted when I quoted it? Uh, I think I'm wrong, but I'm going to go out and say, is it from uh, King of Kong? The King of Kong? The Donkey Kong documentary? Ah, yeah. That, you know what? That's a legit guess. I'm not going to say whether it's right or wrong because it's now term, time for Laura to guess. Oh, okay. Um, I am going to go out on a limb and guess that it is from the story Ready Player One. Two good guesses, but all guesses are wrong. I'm sorry. That's it. I have not read Ready Player One. It's great, right? I actually haven't read it either. I just okay. thought it was the closest thing because I didn't recognize the quote. I was going to go out on a limb and just guess. Austin, have you read it? Uh, I have not. It's on, it's on my list to read. Right. David, have you read it? No, but I've heard of it. Book club, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we have a book club going now. That's fantastic. All right. So I will I will read that book. I'm going to I'm going to start it tonight. And that's true. I'm really going to do it. And and I hope you guys do it too. Uh Austin, you were referencing uh King of Kong, which is the great documentary about the epic uh King Kong uh high high score uh fight between Steve Weeby and uh and and Billy Mitchell. Um, which you've, if you've not seen it, humans of earth, uh, you're among the few, but you should, uh, it's great, but you're wrong as well. I was quoting from a book. The book is called, it's not in print anymore, but it is legendary. It is called invasion of the space invaders an addicts guide to battle tactics, big scores, and the best machines published in 1982 with an introduction by Steven Spielberg, but the quote is not by Steven Spielberg. The quote is from the body of the text, the author of Invasion of the Space Invaders being English famed novelist Martin Amos, who around the time that he was researching one of his first oh, huge yeah. novels, Money, he <laughs> didn't have a lot of money. And so he took <laughs> and apparently had a lot of familiarity with the old school console games or not console games, but uh, what do you call cabinet games? You know, uh, 1970s, 1980s uh, arcade games. Uh, and uh, and he, so he wrote this book called Invasion of the Space Invaders, which is a guide to how to how to beat the games and the best way to fight on space invaders and which games are the best and which games are not so good. Uh, he uh, uh, notoriously said Donkey Kong will not last beyond a year. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I didn't realize it until I was reading this, this, uh, this particular paragraph that he doesn't know who Pac-Man is in Pac-Man. He referred to the ghosts as the Pac-Man and Pac-Man as a dot-munching lemon that goes whacka, 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 whacka. <laughs> so to the degree to which he was familiar, I mean, he had to have been pretty familiar. His, his take on on shooting the space invaders from the edges first to narrow the phalanx as he wrote it. Uh, that's, that's top flight space invader uh, uh, advice, I have to say, but, but he got a little confused. Maybe his heart wasn't in it and he has refused to discuss this book ever since anyone who brings it up gets met with stony silence. And so 
If you meet Martin Amos, don't mention it. But uh, I, I, I was glad to find a few quotes from it to stump you guys. So neither one of you gets an immediate summary judgment. And we have to go and hear this dumb case about video games. Now, listen, Austin, uh, you bring this case and it, it's regarding a specific video game. Normally, we, we prefer not to mention brand names on on the podcast just to make it as confusing as possible, especially to the first time listener. But in this case, let's just be straightforward and open because it is a very specific game. The game that you like to play and wish to play with your girlfriend, Laura, is called? Uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. And you are playing this game because you are time travelers and we're actually in 1998. What's going on? Oh, uh, uh, no, we're playing uh, the new one, Mortal Kombat 10. Mortal Kombat 10. And what uh, console or what, uh, what how, how are you playing it? Uh, we're actually playing it on a PC with a 20-foot HDMI cable hooked up to the television. So you are a serious gamer. Yeah, you could say that. I think that applies to both of us. Does it apply to you, Laura? Because the crux of this, well, we're not at the crux yet. Right now, we're just at the beef. The beef between that Austin has with you is that you're not playing Mortal Kombat enough with him. How do you respond to this accusation? Uh, I would say that Austin is a much more serious gamer than I am. Um, I think that I'm still a gamer. I definitely built my own computer and have a pretty impressive, we won't mention where I keep this gaming library um, or the service that makes it available, but I have a lot of games and I enjoy playing. And I've definitely bought games the day that they came out and taken time off of work to play the game, but that's the extent of it. I do not... um, research gameplay in any way and that's part of the beef here because did you you don't want to play with austin because he's learning all the codes correct uh exactly and i want to make it clear that he's not learning cheat codes in any way he's in in mortal Kombat. you can uh hit combos right and do a lot of damage, and that's that's what he's doing. Excuse he's me. learning really lengthy combos. Combos and uh, comp. Are, now are you buzz marketing for the snack food? What's going on, Laura? Are you the most? <laughs> you're the most sophisticated. Combos with a K. Combos mo- with a K. Is it really with a? Is it really with a K? In the gaming yeah, if it's world, Mortal Kombat related. It, you say K. Whoa! All right, I didn't know that. Well, so Austin, what's your what's your favorite? Com- explain what a combo is, and tell me what your favorite is. Well, a, a combo is uh, a character can block either a high block or low block at any time, and so a lot of the game is is spent blocking. But once you land a punch, you can you know you can throw a you can lead into another hit with that as long as it's in a combo sequence. So um, you can lead into a sequence where you maybe do like five or six hits, and the the other character, the other person playing, is vulnerable attack. They can't block while you're doing that combo. Um, and so, and, and how do you trigger a combo? And how, how do you trigger a combo? And what and how does and what does it look like on screen? Well, just a bloody mess. It's just generally just a bloody mess. But like each character has probably you know a set of like four or five combos that will be like four or five hits uh, together. And um, what you can do is uh, you can kind of chain those together to get really like higher hit combos uh, to get up until yeah. Like, but what are you what what are you doing? How are you triggering the combos? With your, I, I, I'm sorry. May, maybe I misunderstand. Have you transitioned into pure AI? Are you a being a pure consciousness now? Oh no, I have. have I, meat, I have a controller. You still have a meat body. I, oh, okay. I still have a meat body, and I and I interface uh-huh. with the controller, and so um, it's a specific sequence of 
button presses on the controller that will let you do the combo on screen. So some characters, you know, like XXY might be a combo, but it won't work for other characters. So if you do XXY and you land that first hit, you'll automatically be able to carry through and get those other two hits on, and they won't be able to interrupt or block you when you do and that. And who's your favorite? Who's your favorite character? Uh, Predator is my favorite character. Yep. Not to buzz market any more than we have, but no. But we can talk about we can talk about Mortal Kombat. But you're not Predator is not because Raiden. I remember from Mortal Kombat. I mean, my memory, my understanding of Mortal Kombat extends to one evening at a pizza place in 1998 or something like that, and even earlier than that. Right, that game goes back to when I was in college, so the 1890s or whatever. But I remember, yeah, I remember now in the in the North Haven multiplex cinema they had one and there was Raiden and then there was Scoprion, Scorpio or who are the other characters? A scorpion, I think. Scorpion. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember any of the other characters in your favorite game? Oh, Scorpion, Smoke, Sub-Zero, uh, Melina, Sub-Zero, Katana, Shang Tsung. What? Austin is really good at Kenshi. Don't let him fool you with this Predator talk. He is really good at the main cast of Mortal Kombat characters as well. So is Predator is Predator like the Predator from the movie Predator, or is that a different character? He's a Predator from the movie Predator. Um, oh, so now you now you, you have new franchises coming in and fighting? Yeah, the last couple games... Uh, uh, the Mortal Kombat developers have had, you know, kind of guest characters that come in. So they've had Freddy Krueger, they've had Jason Voorhees, and now they have Predator as uh, uh-huh. the guest character. Uh-huh. Let me ask you this. Let me, do they have Martin Amos? They should have Martin Amos. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to play that game with Pac-Man. Uh, okay. So I don't like this. I don't like you playing. Pre- I don't like. Why do you want to play Predator? Why not any of the classics? Uh Predator's just awesome. I mean, he's uh, he's cool. <laughs> so, what is Predator's best combo move? If you hit XXY, blah 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 doop, and you go up, up, down, up, down, whatever, and then and then claw, claw grab, claw grab, screech. What happens? What does he do on screen? Uh, he has a move in which he lunges forward and impales the other uh, character with his hand claw, and so. If you you can lead into that attack with like three or four with like you know like a three or four hit combo, and if you expend uh, a meter, like there's a little resource on the bottom of the screen that charges up, and then you can like use the supercharge and individual move. So you expend a meter uh, when you do that last hit with a claw grab. He'll slam them on the ground, and then they'll pop up, and they're still vulnerable. So you can literally do the same thing again and get like a ten hit combo using the same combo twice. And you discovered this on your own, or you did some research and and found out about it? No, I, I I researched the combos online. And Laura, what is your favorite combo move and character? Well, I am not very good at stringing together these 27-hit combos like Austin is. Uh, I think that um, I'm kind of a traditionalist. I'm a really big fan of Sonya Blade. She's been around since the beginning, and I like that her moves have stayed largely the same throughout the different versions of the game. Um, You can do the fly kick that she does really well. Her specials are fun. She does that infamous kiss of death that, like, throws the opponent off for a second. Um, And I will string combos together the best that I can just by looking up the combos within the game and not, um, you know, researching them on streaming services or, you know, looking at them online. Right. So why, what, how old are you guys? How, if I may ask, 
Laura? Uh, I'm 29 for another month. Happy birthday in advance. Austin? Uh, I'll probably be 29 as well by the time this airs. Or is posted. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> I thought you were saying I'll probably be 29 someday. <laughs> well, happy... <laughs> <laughs> if all goes according yeah. to plan. Ha- happy birthday, grown adults who play video games all the time. I take it... I take it you don't have children. No. That's well, there's no shame. Look, I wish I were living your life. I used to I used to like to point and click and shoot and run and jump and Lara Croft and Thief. I used to love games. I used to love them. Love them. But then uh life took over for me. Maybe it won't ever happen for you. And where is your house located? What state or commonwealth or province in North America? Uh in Brandon, Florida. In Brandon, Florida. What? Where is that in Florida? It's a suburb of Tampa. Okay. What's going on down there? Uh, a lot of breweries. It's it's a good time. Is that what you work in? Uh, no, we work for the uh, we work for the state. Oh, okay. And 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 you guys know each other from working for the state of Florida. Yes. Okay. And and it sounds like you're living the dream. Two young people with with good government jobs. Uh, mutual love of Mortal Kombat, uh, pretty pretty sweet gaming rigs, uh, living in a temperate climate that will be enjoyable to live in uh, until it is swallowed by the sea within 15 years. <laughs> uh, and yet you have this problem, which is you can't get your girlfriend to play Mortal Kombat with you anymore. How does that make you feel? Uh, I feel like we're depriving ourselves of an of a otherwise fun activity that we used to really enjoy together. What does Mortal Kombat mean in your relationship? Um, I dare say that without Mortal Kombat, I don't think we would have expressed our feelings for one another. Um. <laughs> Which, that sounds like a good t-shirt right there. <laughs> um, uh, uh, explain that to me, please. Um, well, uh, we... Well, wait a minute. Wait. Before you do, Laura, is what Austin says true? Um, I don't know. What he said made us sound really, really, really nerdy. Uh, don't um, worry. But... We were already there. <laughs> <laughs> but Mortal Kombat uh, definitely was our icebreaker. Tell the story. One of you. Or, you or fight, you tell it, or... fight for the right to tell it. <laughs> Austin would win, so oh go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Um... Fatality. So uh, we uh, started hanging out after we had like a wedding to go to for a mutual friend and like a and a Christmas party and that we did both these things together. And afterwards, uh, we came back to my house to play Mortal Kombat because we had talked about, you know, Mortal Kombat and how awesome it was and how it's you know, kind of a big deal in both of our childhoods. And um, as we played the game, uh, we sort of like gravitated towards each other on the couch each session. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of led. Wait, e- each session. How many sessions are we talking about? I think there's two or three. I mean, there are a couple. They're they're like they're more like rounds than sessions because I mean, you only play each other. The first person who wins a round twice wins that particular match, and so we played a couple like matches. So sesh by sesh, round by round, match by match, you guys are getting closer on this couch, and then what happened? Oh, and then uh, we just sort of had an honest uh, expression of our feelings for each other after like, <laughs> after our constant you know, contact and bloody displays of violence on the TV. 
<laughs> what? Wait, are you saying you hugged and kissed? Uh, no, I think I looked at I looked at him because our elbows began touching, and I was like, "So, what's what's with this, man?" <laughs> yeah, you're winning the storytelling right now. I got to tell you, he's trying some of the classic elbow touch moves. All right, and and it worked, man. Um, but I will I will get up and like kind of like jump around because I get into like into the game I will like yell at the TV I'm moving around a lot and so I'm kind of up and down on this couch and while we're while we're doing all that we kind of realize that we're both gravitating towards each other and so you know when I look at him and I said hey you know what's you know what's with this movement here to the center and you know he kind of admitted that he had feelings for me and I returned those feelings and you know we took it from there. So it wasn't a euphemism. Well. You had an honest, you had an honest conversation we had an honest about, conversation. Your, about yeah. your feelings. Oh, and had one of you, was that in the middle of the game or had, had, had you just pulled the spine out of your opponent at that point or what? I think that we had just pulled the spine out of our opponent. We would never have a serious conversation while we were in the middle of playing Mortal Kombat. That is so, <laughs> that is a very sexy story. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> And who pulled who pulled out whose spine before the honest conversation about feelings? Who won that round? I don't know. At that time, it could have been either of us. At that time, we were still very equally matched. You feeling that? You feeling that, Austin? At that time, you were equally matched. Uh, I'd say we're so. both. I, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm stipulating. Okay. I'm not looking for a response. I'm trying to tell. <laughs> trying to establish something here that you guys, whether or not you were pre- precisely equally matched, because because I, I could feel you coming and going. Well, I wouldn't say we were exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could go back to I could go back to the statistics that I wrote down at the time. <laughs> but you were but you were both into it at the same level at that point, right? Your enthusiasm was equal. Would you Would you agree, Austin? Yes. So, just to clarify and crystallize for me, Laura, your interest level in Mortal Kombat how How long ago was this? Now, uh, it's only about a year ago. So, your interest level in Mortal Kombat over the past year has declined to the point where you will not play or often or willingly with Austin because what? Uh, I will not play Mortal Kombat or any other competitive game with Austin unless we can be on the same team because, uh, like I said, I get really into the game. I'm, I'm moving around. I'm jumping. I'm, I'm excited. And I really enjoy playing especially Mortal Kombat, um, I get a lot out of it. Uh, and when I play Austin, uh, because during our relationship, Mortal Kombat 10 came out, and we were actually like looking forward to it a lot. And in preparation for Mortal Kombat 10, Austin uh, got started looking up combos and characters and practicing. And, I mean, he would be playing for hours on the training mode just seeing if he could pull off these combos and getting really good at his timing and I'm not trying to say that he's in any way cheating because he's not it's he really increased his skill in the game through a lot of hard work and a lot of effort Um, and so when we sat down to play the video game one night uh, he just wiped the floor with me mm-hmm. i couldn't i could barely get in a punch he was flawless victorying me all over the place and i got mad i got really angry and i got really frustrated and i realized that that's silly that you shouldn't get frustrated or that mad over a game it's just a game 
But I really didn't like that every time my character stood up, he knocked my character back down again. Every time I tried to block him, he would get me with a, a combo like lead-in that you can't block. And it was just really frustrating. And I didn't want to play anymore ever again after that because I was so mad and so angry. And I just don't want to feel that way. And given that this was such an important part of your courtship, how did it feel now uh, to be routinely destroyed in this arena. It felt bad. It felt really bad. How do you respond to that, Austin? I don't think she should feel bad over it. I mean, it, it, just because there's an imbalance doesn't mean that we can't have fun playing the game or otherwise enjoy it. Um, how would you... How would you... To say. What's that? What'd you say? What'd you I'm say? sorry. What'd I you said say? that's such a guy thing to say. <laughs> what do you mean? What... <laughs> What do you mean, guest bailiff David Reese? I don't, I don't mean to interrupt. No, nope. I'm sorry. No, it's your it's your right as bailiff to interrupt if you've got something to say. And I would like to hear what you what was the guy thing to say. I don't think she should feel that way. Uh, yeah, the, when he when uh, when he said just because there's a terrific imbalance in which I'm always dominant doesn't mean it's not fun. <laughs> the guest bailiff launches uh, an attack. How do you counter? Austin. I'm not intending to make her feel that way or anything, but I'd also uh, go back and object to the practicing with Mortal Kombat 9 because that's not really super applicable to the new Mortal Kombat. Like, we have yet to face each other in the new game whatsoever. Um, Oh, you haven't even given it a try, Laura? We have played uh, Mortal Kombat 10 together, but we've done it in turns, so we will uh, play, like... The, the towers and stuff where we'll play conquest mode and um, I will play around and then he will play around and we'll like kind of beat the game together. But no, I won't, I won't play against him because I see him play. And although he says that um, his practicing on Mortal Kombat 9 is not applicable to his skills in Mortal Kombat 10, I challenge that because the moves throughout Mortal Kombat history have been readily transferable from game to game. Um, You challenge it by refusing his challenge to play. Indeed. I challenge his challenge. You challenge his his challenge. Refuse his refusal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he, by getting good at Mortal Kombat 9, he was ready to go for Mortal Kombat 10. Is there a game that you guys are comparable at, at this point? I think the chilling effect has has been such that we have not played it against each other in anything for a while. What is the reason that you want to get Laura back and kill her on screen? <laughs> well, I mean, she mentioned before how into it she gets where she's jumping up and down and she gets really animated while we play. And that just makes the, it makes the game that much more fun to have somebody else who is into it uh, as you are um, and as animated about you know, what's going on on screen. You miss her in that world. I do. All right. And how would you resolve this issue? Because, I mean, you, you said something which is, I'm, I'm sorry she feels that way. Or I wish she didn't feel that way. But she does feel that way, right? And that's, and that's you can't change how someone feels. And so the solution of she should stop feeling that way isn't going to work in this situation. So given that she does feel that playing this particular game with you is no longer fun for her because you've left her behind and just gotten so good that you can just destroy all humans and all monsters with your mind, 
what would you suggest she do that she get better or that you dumb it down or what? Um, I, I've previously offered to learn a character of her choosing and try to and show her kind of like the combos relevant to that character. And that didn't really fly. Um, at this point, I would just be open to just giving it another try because Mortal Kombat 10, um, I've, I have not played that one in a while with the exception of the last couple of days. Um, Leading up to this podcast, uh, Laura wanted some evidence of my skills to submit to the court, um, and so I played a couple online matches to see how it fare after not playing for a while. Um, and how how'd you do? I did okay. I probably like won half of them. Laura, you submitted some evidence. I did. And and the evidence that you submitted is an affidavit from one chance, and I have it here in front of me. And I'm going to read it uh, to the court. Bailiff David, uh, will you hand will you hand me this evidence? Sure. Give me a second. Sure. Thank you. I just handed it to you. Yeah. No, I I got it. That was some great okay. radio, radio comedy we just did. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was lying before, and now I have it here in front of me. It says, "My name is Chancellor, and I'm 26 years old, a resident of the state of Florida, a citizen of the United States of America. I personally, know Austin and Laura." And have personally played Mortal Kombat with both Austin and Laura. Austin was nearly always the victor in every Mortal Kombat match in which I have witnessed him play. I can attest that his skill in combat has developed well beyond the mere button mashing technique. Indeed, Mr. O has memorized nearly every combo move for every character in the game. It has been my experience that Mr. O can defeat any opponent using any character he chooses. Most matches I have witnessed him compete in lasted only a matter of minutes. Speaking as one who has faced Austin in combat, the ease and deliberateness with which he dispatched me from the arena has thoroughly discouraged me from engaging in future matches with him. I have witnessed Austin obtain flawless victory on more than one occasion. I certify the information in this affidavit as true and correct to the best of my knowledge. Signed, Chance. First of all, what is a flawless victory for those who do not know Austin? A uh, flawless victory is where you defeat your opponent and you do not lose any of your health meter. How many flawless victories have you enjoyed in Mortal Kombat? If I had to guess ballpark, I mean, of all Mortal Kombat matches, you know, probably 50 or so. All right. And how many flawless victories have you enjoyed? Not counting the one you're about to enjoy in this fake court, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Pre- I have not prejudged. I have not prejudged. We'll see. Um, I, I've had a few uh, in in conquest mode um, or in the game against. Well, we've all had a I few have... flawless victories in conquest mode. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never gotten a flawless victory against another real live human being. I mean, maybe not since I was like seven and playing it on the Super Nintendo. Boy, you uh, you guys take it all the way back, don't you? That's amazing. All right. So, what was your solution that you were you would train her to be as good as you? I offered a trainer some like the basic uh, combos of a character of her choosing, but that didn't really seem to fly. And I said, like I said, at this point, I would, I think the solution would be to just you know kind of get back on the saddle and see where we see where, see where we are with Mortal Kombat 10 as we have not played against each other um, since the game came out. If you were to play a game of Mortal Kombat 10 together, if I were to so order it of Laura, and she were to say. And she, and I mean, what's going to happen, Austin? Um, she might have fun like we used to. 
Um, she might she might get uh, angry like she did that one night that she described. Um, but you know, it's been a while. We should see how it works out. What is the outcome going to be? Fifty flawless victories, ballpark. What's the outcome going to be? You're going to beat her, right? I'll probably beat her in the first match, but you know, we'll see what happens. Like I said, it's it's more of an even playing ground with the new game out. Laura, do you miss having fun with Austin at Mortal Kombat? Absolutely. And yet he has gone on. He can't unlearn what he has learned. What is your proposed solution? I am fine playing cooperative games and enjoying myself, you know, and not getting angry and mad and upset because Austin is destroying me at the games that I once loved. Um, but if Austin really wants me to play with him, um, he, there's no way that Austin is going to stay good at Mortal Kombat. While it cannot be unlearned, it can definitely, to keep these combos going, these 27 hit combos that just wipe me across the floor, um, he has to remember what those combos are in his, in his brain. And I mean, it's, you can't remember XXY, you know, for every single character. They're different across characters. And so I think that if he took a long enough break from Mortal Kombat, his skill set would be such that it could, again, be an even match. I'm not, like, the best Mortal Kombat player ever, but I'm definitely not a button masher, and I can hold my own if I'm allowed to hit the other person and not forced into these unblockable situations. And so I would be open to playing with him again, like he asks, if he were to wait and not look at or touch or even think about Mortal Kombat for at least a year. It would be a year-long injunction that would I would require. That's a long time, Laura. I realize, but he is really good at Mortal Kombat. Austin, do you think if you waited a year without playing Mortal Kombat, I mean, can you do it? Are you the master of your domain? I mean, I, I would have the willpower to do it. A year seems very harsh. Um, Maybe if there were a shorter period of time in which maybe I couldn't play or like I couldn't play outside of like Laura and I playing and she could play on her own and, you know, maybe try to get an advantage that way instead of a, a you know, a full year of no Mortal Kombat. I mean, cause I think another game would probably come out by the time that came to pass. Even better. Why is that even better? Because then he would be even less prepared. If a new, if we had Mortal Kombat 11 and he had not played for a year, I feel like I could, I could once again be a challenger. Still playing a game. That's amazing. <laughs> I love the game. I love the game. It's not that I don't want to play the game at I'm all. I'm talking about the game I you're playing game. right now. <laughs> in any case, I think I've heard everything I need in order to make my decision. I'm going to go up to uh, Lake Winnipesaukee. Uh, to the old arcade uh, and play a few rounds of uh, of um, what was my favorite one, Mr. Do. And uh, I'll be back in a moment to render my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Why are you guys so into video games? Um, I just grew up playing video games. Um... Uh, you know, I was terrible at sports, so I played video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was allergic to, uh, you know, grass seed and oak trees and all kinds of things as a kid. And so the outdoors and sports, that was just like not my bag. So uh, I 
I had my old trusty Super Nintendo, and that's kind of what I did uh, with uh, my, my spare time. Laura, how did you get? How did you get so into video games? Uh, I have an older brother who um, plays a lot. He played a lot of video games for whatever his reasons were, and because I was his little sister, I wanted to do everything that he did, and so I played video games like from, from as long as I can remember. Is Mortal Kombat the best video game? I don't know about that. It's definitely up there. I would put it in my top ten. I think it's the best fighting game. It's definitely the best fighter. I agree with that statement. When when this case started and the judge was asking you questions, I texted my girlfriend and said, what's the name of the video game you play on your iPad all the time? Is it Mortal Kombat? But it's something called Final Fantasy. Is that good? Uh, yeah, there's a number of good Final Fantasy games. I don't know which one she's playing. but um, there's... Seven. Oh, yeah, that's the best one. Do you guys play Scrabble? Uh, we do not, actually. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm open to Scrabble. I've played it in the past. It's fun. Ouch. We'll be back in just a moment with Judge Hodgman's decision. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you, it's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving, by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2020-24. Oh, if hindsight were 2020... I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. 
Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. I'm glad that David brought up Scrabble as I was listening through the door of the chambers because I have played Scrabble with David Reese and uh, it's a similar situation. I am. I'm a okay Scrabble player, uh, but David is playing at a level that is far beyond me and really challenged That's, me to get dude, better. Come on. No, I'm it's not. That, it, it's just that one crazy time when you, I had that one <laughs> amazing play. Well, you the made a happiest moment oh, of my life. <laughs> you made a you made a word across the entire top row of the board. You hit triple you hit triple word at least twice, maybe three times on one word. And bingo. Oh, this is what happened. Yeah, and this right. is like, can I just, uh, let me, I'll just say one thing, because I kind of relate to Austin, like when you asked him how many, what's it called? Invis- invincible. Per- uh, flawless super, victories. Fl- flawless victories. Like, I don't know. It's like, bro, I remember my PSAT score. You know what I mean? <laughs> you think he's lying? He doesn't, you think he doesn't? Totally. You, you because think it's just Austin's like me lying? with that. It's just like me with that one time when I played Frighten. And I bingoed, and I hit two triple word scores, and I got 145 points on a single boom Scrabble play. And that's probably the only thing I've mentioned on every podcast I've ever been on, because that's how much it means to me. <laughs> and I was there, and I was there when it happened. And I was just like, no more. I, and I'm, I'm a scared to play with you. I do think that playing with you improved my game, because it made me rethink a lot of my vocabulary and my strategy. Oh, I'm sorry. Austin and Laura, you may be seated. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes we get, you know, look, sometimes we we get some conversations going about Scrabble and it'll just go on for a a long time because that is a beautiful, that is a beautiful game. Just like your game is a beautiful game. Your story about your game is a beautiful game. And the story of how Austin, frankly, betrayed your game and left you behind in the dust is heartbreaking. And Austin, that's what you did, dude. It's cool. You got, you had, you, you, gaming is a, is a, is a, a, an endeavor that is both competitive and cooperative. It is, involves teamwork, but it also involves, it's one of the, the sports, one of the solitary sports of personal perfection, where you might enjoy doing it with someone for a while or whatever, but you, if there's knowledge to be had and scoured up, off of the internet on how to get your predator to shove his claw hand through someone else's midsection and get that flawless victory. There is a siren call to perfection that, uh, that I feel all gamers feel, you know, they want not merely victory, but flawless victory uh, again and again and again. And you guys have only been going out for about a year. You didn't, you were following your natural instinct, Austin, because it hadn't been that long that you were, you know, uh, either in another relationship or alone, but you didn't have this, uh, this connection that you had 
with Laura around this particular game. So you just kept doing what you normally do. You just perfect your game, perfect your game, perfect your game. You didn't know what you were doing to your relationship though, because you got too good. You got too good. You got to the point where you could, you could bingo on two double word squares just by thinking of it. And I got to tell you, dude, it makes it not fun for people to play with you. And I completely sympathize with Laura. Not, this is not to blame you or whatever else. But if you get so good at a thing, you can't stop. You can't unlearn what you have learned. You can't stop being good at a thing that, you've, that you're good at, and nor should you. you. You earned that. You earned that level of skill. But you have to face the consequences. You've turned yourself into a monster. You've turned yourself into a, a high-level competitor. Uh, and it's not fun for uh, uh, someone below your skill level uh, to be destroyed by you over and over again. That's true whether it's chess, whether it's Scrabble, whether it's uh, uh, Mortal Kombat. You know, over a period of time, your girlfriend's going to enjoy seeing her avatar physically mutilated by you less and less and less and less. It's just the way it goes. And so I was definitely going to say, dude, people like what they like. And one of the things you learn about relationships as they mature is um, some things you can't get back. You can't get back that first date. Shouldn't try to chase it. Shouldn't chase that dragon. And so I don't think you chase dragons in Mortal Kombat, but you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes there's a dragon. Uh, uh, but then <laughs> Laura stepped in with this counter challenge that maybe I maybe I read it in the brief or and and forgot about it. I don't know. I'm getting old. But it took me by utter surprise where she's like, oh, you yeah, know, I'll play with him again. He just has to stop playing for a year. And I'm like, you guys are serious gamers. <laughs> you guys are playing all kinds of games right now. You have turned the meta game around whether or not to play Mortal Kombat into a different kind of Mortal Kombat. A kind of Mortal Kombat that I warn you can be damaging to relationships. Asking people to give up the thing they love for a long period of time to prove that they still care about you. That's a, that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing for a relationship. And I, and I, I worry, I worry that, uh, that the game, the, the games personship that you both enjoy might tear you apart. If you ask him to stop playing the game for a year, only for you to play again. And you know, I bet you even money, it's not going to go well for you, Laura, unless you get really, really, really good. And then what happens? You beat him. You beat like if you got really, really good and he got he took some dumb pills and got bad and then you beat him. Are you still going to are you still going to have that moment back where you touched elbows? My advice to you guys is to let Mortal Kombat go. You enjoy playing cooperative games. It's not important to go back to that first time. You guys are going to move in together. There are going to be new things that you can discover. But I got to say, if Laura's issuing a challenge, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and maybe what you need to learn is that there are certain aspects in your life where you don't have to or maybe shouldn't play games. A year is too long. I think that's unreasonably punitive to ask. I will not allow those damages. But I will order Austin that he must stop playing Mortal Kombat altogether for three months. And Laura, you can do whatever you want. You can learn to get better on it or you not. End of three months, no playing. No playing and no reading and no researching. Turn off that part of your brain. And then 
You will face each other in the arena. Whatever happens, happens. And if it's different this time and you want to play some more, then great. But just remember, whatever happens, it will be different. You will not get that first moment back again. And there's no sense chasing it. That in games, you can chase perfection. In relationships, you know, there is no flawless victory. So stop looking for it. And if at the time that you guys face again, and obviously I would like a video document of this fight so that we can post it on our website. If after that time, Laura still says, it's just not for me. It drives me crazy. I'm sorry. My life is different now. Go on and kill everyone in the world, but stop killing me. Then Austin, you got to accept that. But if she says, Hey, I like it again. Let's play some more. Just remember it's, it's something new now. It's something different. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge Sean Hodgman rules. That is all. Austin, how do you feel about the judge's decision? Uh, I think it's fair. I mean, we're going to at least play one match again in the future. Three months is a reasonable uh, cooling off period, I I think. Uh, So uh, I look forward to I look forward to playing again in three months. Are you going to be practicing nonstop in your mind? The whole <laughs> no, no, no. I will, I will delete that part of my brain for those three months. <laughs> and Laura, how do you feel? Uh, I am skeptically optimistic. I hope that three months is long enough for Austin to forget some things, and I will try to maybe practice on the side since he is barred from even watching yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Um, because I want to play the game again. I, I want to enjoy it with Austin again. And even if it isn't that moment on the couch, um, there's nothing like uh, sharing a few fatalities with the person you love. Mm. I, I want to say one thing. I guess this can be a micro verdict. The reason I was interested in this case is I can sympathize with both of your positions. And that's why I brought up Scrabble. Because once you reach a certain level of, of Scrabble aptitude, you start memorizing all two- and three-letter words. And you have to decide at some point whether you're going to deploy that knowledge against particular opponents. Whether the thrill of dropping a totally sick XI or whatever is going to be outweighed by the fact that this is no longer like a fun or flirtatious even exercise with your partner and is just becoming, you know, a zero-sum game. And I think as I've gotten older, I'm older than you guys, the, the, the excitement of just completely bludgeoning my opponents, which is what I used to do or try to do with my housemate Ben when we lived together in Boston and would play for money and one night, I think, played for eight hours straight until four in the morning. Uh, that pl- that, those pleasures become outweighed by the pleasure of the, the back and forth of an of a evenly matched game, even if you are kind of hobbling yourself. I mean, I've never played against, I've never been, I should say, I've never been in a romantic relationship with someone who wasn't my equal at Scrabble because I just feel like that wouldn't work. The same reason I've never dated a libertarian. But it's like in The Wire, you know, Stringer Bell in The Wire, at one point he says, there's games beyond the game, you know? And there's a deeper game that you can play while you're playing the game, which I guess is the game that you guys started playing when you touched elbows, like the judge talked about. But for me, as I've gotten older, the pleasure of using Scrabble as kind of a emotionally charged back and forth, like an old 1940s romantic comedy, that's become a richer satisfaction to me 
than just trying to wipe the floor with my opponent. And uh, you can still have the competitive aspect to it, especially if you attach particular uh, stakes, shall we say, to the victory. Um, anyway, I kind of just rambled there. You can cut it. But I was just thinking about my experience playing Scrabble with romantic partners. Yeah, let's make sure we cut all of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to cut it. We're not going to cut it. We're not going to cut it because David, uh, David Reese is absolutely right. Very wise. This is the kind of, if I may say, uh, this is the kind of uh, uh, wisdom and insight and human decency that is brought to bear on the David Reese program, Going Deep with David Reese, on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern and Pacific. I presume it's something different in Mountain. Uh, who knows about Central? No one. <laughs> Uh, on the Esquire Network, uh, you can go and, and to the Esquire Network uh, website or Google D- Going Deep with David Reese, and you can find where uh, where on your cable box dial the Esquire Network is. I order you to watch it. I order you, I order you to uh, to record your next combat, and I thank you very much for being on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Judge, I'm sorry about the huge derail at the end there. No, no, it's cool. I liked it. Two two verdicts. I feel like we really touched elbows on that one. It was a, a thoughtful take. On a uh, on a difficult case, <laughs> it was a good case though. I liked it. Those those, I, yeah. those kids are playing some heavy games. Games you know within games. games within yeah, games of course. Games. I wish I knew anything about video games because oh, they seem really popular these days, and I bet they're kind of rewarding. But <laughs> they well, me. you know, David, it struck me uh, as I was listening to you speak to them while I was in chambers. Uh, you know, asking um, a young person. Uh, what? How did you get into video games? Is like asking uh, a young white suburban kid, "How did you get into rap?" It's just yeah, it's, right. yeah. It's, it's just part of life now. It's, it's just yeah, part no, of life. It's right, not. Right. Th- there's no getting into it. It's just part of culture. It's. It, how did it, you get into using light bulbs? Yeah. What? Where'd you discover air? Where'd you first hear about air right. to breathe? Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
What weird message board were you on where you learned about clean running water? David, I have something to say. Your television show, Going Deep with David Reese, airs on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. on the Esquire Network. And if you don't know where the Esquire Network is, again, just go to tv.esquire.com slash goingdeepdavidreese or just Google David Reese, R-E-E-S. You're going to find it. Find out where your Esquire TV is. Set your DVR. Watch the show. Watch it again after on your DVR. Enjoy it. How many times do I got to tell you guys, if you don't do this, we're enemies forever. That's (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, John. I appreciate it. David, who edits and produces this podcast? Julia Smith produces the show. Mark McConville is our editor. Thanks, guys. And who named this particular episode? It was Laura. It was actually Laura. So thanks to Laura for whoa, suggesting whoa, this Whoa, week's... whoa, 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 yeah. what? Yeah. Trial she by does... Combat is Laura? She does not stop playing the game. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you, Laura. That's, that's intense. Thanks to Laura for suggesting this week's case name. To suggest a name for a future case, like us on Facebook. The show regularly puts out a call for submissions. And if you have a dispute for the judge, write up the details and submit it at www.maximumfund.org slash JJHO. Thank you to Josh Feinstein of Angry Lamb Studios for engineering this week. I've been your guest bailiff, David Reese. Thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.